Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. told you I was longing to see you, so. The joy of Christmas. It's, it's a joy to be here this morning, and uh, I do say uh, on behalf of Suzanne and I that I am so nervous, it's unbelievable. Like, have I ever preached before? <laughs> Well, it's, it's that and the drugs, so. <laughs> I was never a drug addict when I was young, so I uh, really, this is a whole new experience for me, <laughs> being um, on drugs. <laughs> all right, I have 20 minutes to preach, so I'm going to preach, all right? Father, I bless you this morning. What a joy to be with my family. I'm grateful for life. Grateful for your sustaining grace. Thank you for your healing touch. Thank you that no matter what the blood results say and the reports say, Father, we are believing you. We're believing the word of the Lord. And today, what a joy to celebrate with this family once again the joy of Christmas. The gift, Father, that you gave because you loved us so much. I pray that during this Christmas season, Father, that each and every one of us will really Stop and as many of us have read through the 40-day Advent devotionals and we've given thought to Mary and Bethlehem and the manger and the little baby and the shepherds and all the stories, Father, that go with this season year after year. Lord, let us see the fullness of the bigger picture that it wasn't just the beginning. Christmas is about Christ, but it's not just about a baby in a manger. It's about the living Christ, the one who was willing to go all the way and fulfill his purpose and destiny in Christ by his own obedience. He was willing to go to the cross. He was willing to take a beating on our behalf. During this season, Father, I pray that wherever each one of us are on our journey, the path that we're on, the walk that we're walking, that we will allow the time to really quiet our soul, our spirit, and our mind and really contemplate, Father, who Christ is in each of our lives personally. 
not Jesus the baby in a manger, but Jesus the resurrected Christ. I'm thankful, Father, for all that you have shown to us of your great love. Once again, as we meditate and think and remember the beginning, which is radically important, let us see also the completion in each of our lives, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. I want to read a few verses. I was so good and had not cried in so long, and y'all messed me up. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and he said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now, if you'll go to Luke chapter 2, verse 8, I'll get there in just a moment. But I want to just, uh, a couple of thoughts out of this first series of scriptures here. Mary says to the angel, she, she has this question within her. You know, she's a young lady. She's just been confronted with this uh, ma uh, massive, amazing angel who speaks to her, who uh, causes, uh, in, in a real sense, you know, I've never personally seen uh, an angel in front of me. I think if I did, I'd be like Mary. My knees would tremble. Uh, I would be afraid, and I would need the angel to say, fear not. How many of you would agree? with that. You're like, fear not. And that's the first thing I want to hear if I see one. And, uh, uh, and then he begins to just delve right into what his purpose is and why he has come uh, to speak to her. And so as you know, the story, he, he begins to tell her that she's going to uh, uh, have a child. And so she asks the question, uh, and, and it's a legitimate question. How, how can I have a child? I'm still a virgin. I've never been with a man. How can this happen? And the angel just begins to explain this to her and uh, in a way that uh, I would still have questions if I were Mary. Okay? I've been thinking about this a lot this whole week. I'd still be having some questions. Okay, so you're saying the Holy Spirit's going to come over me, the Holy Spirit, I don't even know. I mean, come on, seriously. They don't even know who the Holy Spirit is. 
Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to just, well, what does that mean? You know, I'd be asking the question, what does that mean? Am I going to be like asleep, awake? Is it gonna, am I going to experience something? Am I going to know what's happening? She, she's just listening, and the angel says, this is what's going to happen. And then I love that when it gets down to the end, Mary says, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. I'm not certain that the angel would have departed had Mary not been ready to receive fully uh, the word that had been spoken and have the heart to say, uh, if this is the father's will, then I trust him. There's a lot of us going through circumstances today in our lives, not just me. There, there are so many people that we love, people that we hold dear, that, that have had battles in their lives this year. 2019 has been a year of both great victories and great challenges. We've seen God do amazing, mighty things. We've seen hundreds of people come to Christ this year in this house. And yet at the same time, we, we've buried some of our dearly beloved. We, we've, we've stood with family members as they've gone through battles and challenges. I was in the back room in the little uh, translation room with Oscar. And I was watching as a worship team was wrapping up that song. Matter of fact, I was listening to that song all the way here this morning. Brian came and picked me up and was driving me. In and, and I was listening to that song Waymaker and, and I looked on the stage and, and there, you know, I see TJ again on the stage in the midst of the battle they're going through that, that we continue to declare we're going to worship God. We're going to believe God. This, 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 we might not understand it. We might not see what's going on. We might not understand all the challenges. We might not have any of the answers to the why is this happening. But the bottom line is we trust God. Amen. We put our trust in God. And it's one of those putting our trust in the sense that you're having to declare. You put your foot down and say, with God, all things are possible. Some of you that read my emails that I send out, and I try to do this video for you each week, but I send a video out to all my pastor friends around the country that are praying for me and some family friends. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, walking during church while y'all were here worshiping. I was out having a prayer walk and I'd watched the first service and, and, uh, I felt so particularly good that day that as I was walking, I had my ear pods in. I'd walked all the way down the highway and back and I was worshiping God and, and I was just singing songs of praise. And, and, uh, I, I said, Lord, is it possible that they misdiagnosed me? Cause I'm feeling really good today. No back pain. I mean, I, I felt like I could just take off and run up the hill or swing a golf club. And, and yet uh, I realized, you know, wisdom cried aloud. And so I'm just kind of taking my time and, and uh, I'm worshiping the Lord. And, and, and I asked the question, I said, Holy Spirit, is it possible that I was misdiagnosed? And I heard a response so clear, so precise that there was no question and I heard the Lord say, you're going to go through this. But I'm going to be there all the way through. You're going to go through this. And that's all I heard Holy Spirit say. And the next day I'm out worshiping again, walking. When all of a sudden I realized what Holy Spirit said, he said, you're going to go through this. He didn't say you're going to die in this. He didn't say you're going to stop in this. Didn't say you're going to quit in this. He said you're going to go through this. 
And so I made that declaration. And the next day, three days, I, I'm out on another walk and, and I'm worshiping and, and I, I'm meditating on this scripture for nothing will be impossible with God. See, many of us today are going through things that seem impossible. With us, totally impossible. And we have to try to stir ourselves to say, but with God, all things are possible. With me, impossible. With God, possible. So we stir ourselves. We have to, we have to, we have to say it doesn't matter what our circumstances are saying or, or what the banker's saying or, or what my marriage therapist is saying or what my t- kids' children's teachers are saying. What matters is what is the word of the Lord to me? In my circumstance, in my situation, what, what is God saying? See, it's a wonderful thing to be able to hear the voice of God through his word, by his spirit. God is speaking today. And so I'm meditating on this scripture of the, of the Virgin Mary and the birth of Christ and the baby and the manger and Bethlehem and the shepherds and the, and the rich wise guys and all the characters of the Bible. And all of a sudden, there I find myself again in verse 37, meditating, plopped down in this scripture for nothing will be impossible with God. And I'm walking down the hill and I'm worshiping God and all of a sudden a thought came to my mind. For nothing will be impossible with God. And so for my circumstance, I made a decision. I'm going to rechange the name of my disease from multiple myeloma to nothing. I declared I'm going to change the name of the disease from multiple myeloma to nothing. So therefore, nothing is impossible with God. And in your marriage, nothing is impossible with God in your life, in your situation, in your family. There's nothing impossible when we put God first in our life and make a decision like Mary did and say, behold, verse 38, I am the servant of the Lord. Listen to this. Let it be according to your word. Let it be according to your word. You see, God can do immeasurably more than you can imagine in the midst of your impossible. Do you get that? God can do immeasurably more than you can imagine in the midst of your impossible. Because with God, all things are possible. What are you believing for today? What, what, what wayward child are you believing for? Some older parent that, that, that is at, at the brink of death and, and not walking with God. What do you, how, how do you hang on? What do you, what do you believe for? What, what are you reaching out for? I talked to a friend of mine, a pastor friend. He's 72 years old, and he was telling me last week, uh, he had just come back from uh, Peru, and uh, he lives in California, and he was on his way to New York City to visit his unsaved mother in New York City at 90-something years of age. And, and here he's 72 years old, been preaching the gospel, seen amazing miracles of God. This is Jedediah Thurner's father, Earl Thurner. And uh, Pastor Earl was telling me, uh, he, he literally requested me to pray with him and for him as he was going one more time with a hope in the prayer 
that he would be able to win his unsaved mother to Christ. You see, with, with God, all things are possible. And God loves all his children. There's not one of us. There's not one of your children. There's not a circumstance or situation that you're going through in life that God is not interested in. He cares about every part of our lives. And I, I think it's so interesting that even in the Christmas story, we can build ourselves up in so much faith, believing in what God's word has to say and, and literally gleaning and learning from, from little Mary, you know, who, who's just a, she's just a teenager. She, she's, she's betrothed for marriage. She's engaged, but she's not even married yet. And she goes through all of this amazing stuff. And we read this like it's just everyday, normal day stuff. Oh yeah, Mary's pregnant. Did y'all hear? Yeah, Joseph said it's not his. Yeah, something about it's God's. Come on, how many of your moms are going to be scratching your heads on that one? And yet, I love the fact that she says, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. What is it that Holy Spirit is saying today in your lives? And he's just waiting for you to make that same declaration in your own life. Let it be according. Luke chapter 2, verse 8, a couple of verses here. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great joy. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he has pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem. Let us see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning Concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. So I, I, I'm, I've been just reading through. I've, I've had my own uh, set of devotionals over the last uh, a month or so. And, and obviously, like many of you, I'm reading uh, the Advent, the 40 days leading up to Christ. God has come and, and through his son, Jesus Christ. And, and in the process of reading all of this and kind of looking at all the different characters, Characters in the story of the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, last week, I just kind of got stuck with the shepherds because most of us really have no understanding about shepherding and the process that these guys went through. Do you realize that there is only outside of Mary being told by the angel and then the angel telling Joseph that the only other ones that God decided to tell his story to were some shepherds out tending sheep. Shepherds, 
Man, if you, if I had the time this morning, let Pastor Ron come back and just tell you in that day and age, the, the, the life of a shepherd and the process of who shepherds were and what they were and what they were not in the community and where their voice could be spoken and where their voice could not be spoken. And they were literally just the, they were at the bottom of the pole and they're out there and they're mending and tending to the sheep of their responsibility. Why is it and how is it that God chose and decided that these shepherds, he would reveal his son? I don't have any answers. I've, I've just given you all the questions I had this week. I'm like, Lord, that's, that's pretty amazing that you would reveal yourself to these guys. And, and uh, so here they are. They're out here. And they get a front row seat. Matter of fact, they have all the seats because they're the only ones, them and the sheep, that the whole angels of heaven come and perform their own rendition of hallelujah. I mean, think about it. I want to see an instant replay in heaven of that. I mean, could you imagine those shepherds sitting there tending to their sheep and all of a sudden the heavens are full of the angels of the Lord and they're singing like nothing you've ever heard. And it says that when they were through and they departed, then the shepherds got up. And one version says this, they made haste. They got up and said, we have to go and find this child. It's an amazing story to me of God reaching out, God showing his love, God revealing his love in such an amazing way to us, to every one of God's children, all of the people that are important to the heart of our God. And he comes and he reveals himself to these and they go and they tell their story and it says in verse 19 that Mary, come on, listen, these shepherds said something so profound that in scripture, Luke records that Mary pondered what had been said. When was the last time somebody said something and somebody else started talking you said, oh, excuse me a minute, could you just shut up? I mean, be quiet, excuse me. We don't say shut up around here. Could you just be quiet? Why? Well, I, I got to ponder. Can I tell y'all, the last five weeks I've done a lot of pondering. You know? Comes a time when all of a sudden you begin to take into the thought process, your life, your journey, your decisions, your call, your family. When there's no guarantees of tomorrow or next week or next month, all of a sudden things that in the hustle and bustle of busy lives we tend to overlook and forget. I found myself pondering a lot, meditating a lot. It's, it says, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. 
She was, she was giving thought to the significance of, of what these shepherds were saying and, and what they had experienced because she had had her own experience. She had had the word of the Lord come through the angel. She had had the angel reveal it to Joseph. She had had Joseph not reject her. She had, she had come to the place where now they have to go to, to Bethlehem. They got to travel on a donkey. They, they got to get to another place to give birth to the child of God, the son of God. You would, I don't know about you, but if I was Mary, I would have been asking some questions. Like, God, seriously, you don't have anything better than a donkey. I mean, we're here, and we got to go here. And then to get there, sure enough, she's carrying the child of God. Mary gets there, and Joseph says, baby, I, I hate to tell you, but there, there's, there's no rooms. I mean, I, I started meditating on what Mary went through to bring this child into the world. And I'm thinking the son of God, you would think there, there would be a more grand uh, uh, entrance. The whole city would have done like the rock this morning, stood up and applauded when their pastor came back. But there was no applauding. There was no place no one knew the significance of that night outside of some shepherds. Church, in 2019, let's make sure we know what God's saying and doing on the earth today. Let's spend our time pondering and praying and preparing for what God has for us because we're just passing through this world. Our days here are numbered. God knows the beginning from the end, and you ought to be okay with that. You ought to be able to trust God with that. What you want to do is live out 100% of all that God has for you all the days of your life, beginning with today, right here, right now. Make it a decision that there's no turning back. There's no going back. That whatever the Lord has done, he is still doing, and he's wanting to do something big and significant in your life. Your life matters. It counts. Jesus didn't come just to be a baby in a manger so we could celebrate Christmas and buy gifts. He came to go to the cross to die so that we could have life and that life forevermore eternally in his presence. Living, living out, living out the fullness of what he has for us. John chapter one says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And in verse 14, it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and full of truth. This morning, as you get ready to celebrate another Christmas with family and friends, I want to encourage you this year, slow down, ponder, Meditate on the things of God, your life, what you're living and how you're living it. And are you living as one who is preparing for eternity or are you living on this earth like you have all the days that you think you have? You see, our life belongs to him, whether we choose to give it or not. We're his. God has a plan, a future, a hope 
for every one of us, including all of our children. And he wants to show himself mighty on the earth. I believe we're entering into the greatest days in the history of the world. Pastor, how can you say that? You got cancer in your body. Because what I just said is not limited by cancer. See, I can go to heaven with cancer in my body. I can't go to heaven if I'm not right with Jesus. And this morning, this morning, if I can ask you anything, are you right with Jesus? God gave his best for you. Gave his all for you. And you, you have to choose. You have to choose the Father or your own life. You have to choose God's plans or your plans. The bottom line is Jesus came as a baby in a manger, but he also was beaten. The flesh ripped off of his skin. so that we could experience life and healing and help. And then he ultimately hung on a tree and every drop of blood was so that you and I could be right with the Father. Because he is and was the word of God. Would you bow your heads? Father, I thank you this morning for Christmas. I thank you for what it means to all of us, the joy of Christmas with our children, grandchildren, friends and family, church. Thankful that this time of year all over the world, people that don't even know you, don't even believe in you, are celebrating your son. It's awesome. I'm thankful today, Father, that Christmas really is all about the beginning. But with the beginning brings us to a place in our life of choices. The choice to surrender. The choice to acknowledge God for who he is. And his son who he gave. So that we might have life. And that life more abundantly, here and now, but also the promise, Father, in which I live for today, that eternal hope that when we walk through the door of death one day, we will enter into the arms and the presence of Jesus, the one who died for us. Jesus, I thank you that you lived for me and you died for me. You lived for us and you died for us. And today, again, Father, I choose you. My God, my King, my Creator, my all in all, my Redeemer through your Son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for Jesus and all that he was willing to do for our benefit. And Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit this morning. 
because without the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't even, we wouldn't even be able to receive from you. And so today, Father, in this place, as we get ready to walk out of here, many are traveling, many are going to places, many are going to be with family and friends. I pray that this week, that there will be a deep stirring in the hearts of the people of the Rock of Gainesville to pursue you, O God, with their whole heart, to love you, to live every day completely sold out as Christ was sold out for us so we would be for him. With every head bowed and believers are praying for just a moment, you're sitting in this place this morning, maybe you're watching online today, and you have not surrendered your life to Jesus the Christ, the one who loves you. The one who was willing. Willing for your sake to go to the cross so that through his blood you could be cleansed, forgiven, redeemed. And rightfully be able to know our God, Yahweh, the living God, our Father. This morning, if Jesus is not Lord of your life, you haven't surrendered yet to him. What a great day on Christmas Sunday morning to simply lift up your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me this morning. Lead me. I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. If that's you in this place, would you just lift up your hand this morning and let me lead you in this prayer. Let's let Jesus become Lord of our lives. Yes, thank you. God bless you. Someone else, this is you this morning. Yes, God bless you. This is your opportunity today. Yes, dear. God bless you. To say, I want to start this Christmas surrendered to the one that Christmas is all about. Before I close it and pray, anyone else? This is, this is just your moment right here today. The sweetness of saying, Jesus, be Lord of my life. Join with me then and pray. I want to invite those who lifted their hands to pray this prayer out loud with me this morning. Father God, Thank you for loving me so much that you gave me Jesus. Jesus, thank you for being willing to die so I could live. Today, I receive you. I ask you to be Lord of my life. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. Today, I choose you in my life. Today, I surrender my whole life to the living God. I give you thanks. I receive it in faith. And I choose from this day forward to walk as your child. 
I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand for these. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.